0: Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's
1: time to awaken. Today with us, we have the lovely Christine Michelle. She is the founder and CEO of the Aligned Soul and the author of Aligned Receiver. She is known as the Vibration Lifter and the energy shifter. Christine is a frequency alchemizer who helps you shift your frequency and elevate your consciousness to new levels. And we are super excited to have her in our space.
2: Thank you for having me here. I am so excited about this podcast, like so excited.
0: Just so our audience knows, we have had the pleasure of speaking with her before and you guys are in for a treat because she might be one of the sweetest, most genuine people I've ever met. So thank you for being on.
2: Oh, thank you so much. You're so
1: sweet. Yes. Yeah, I don't, you know what, actually, I don't even know if she's actually real. She is like the closest thing to an angel on earth, doing her light work and spreading her light around and our conversation that we had with her last week could have been like the best podcast. So we're, we're up for a challenge today to make it even better. And I'm yeah. super excited because she's got so many wonderful things going on and so much wisdom. So why don't we start with just who you are, Christine? Tell our audience who you are and how you came into this
2: light. I have been involved in like the spiritual work, right, doing this type of work since I was very, very young. And so my parents um, were always about like ask, believe, receive. And so ever since I was young, I really was into manifestation, journaling, reading Abraham Hicks and doing those things. And, And so for all of my life, I've always been in the spiritual like conversation, bringing that into my corporate job and doing all of that. And so what I do is I help my clients, my audience make quantum leaps normal, but I also do that by making, I love to call it the woo and the do, like allowing them to really understand and get like this spiritual new age or whatever you want to call it, but then also taking the practical steps and implementing that in their lives. Because that's something that I've been doing since I was a young child.
1: find is amazing is how they call it new age,
2: because there's nothing really new about any of these practices.
1: In fact, you're from New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. We know this has been around for a long time. Right. Don't you find that so funny how they call it new age? I do. I
2: think it's because it's new for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it should be called old age.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because these are all practices, things that we're doing, things that you're hearing. They're things, they've been a part of the human fabric since the dawn of time, you know, right. everything has always been energy. Everything has always been like that. And so if, even if you look at some of the older television shows, when people were burned for being witches and stuff, what were they doing? They were grounding. They were tuning doing into nature. They were doing holistic, anything, yeah. right? they were doing all the things that we're doing now. And so they call it new age because it's something that maybe we decided to forget. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them didn't realize it, but this is This all is truth, right? There's a strand of truth in all of these things. It's truth that's been around since the dawn of time.
1: Yes, I agree. Most people who are from New Orleans instantly have a connection. Yes, instantly. As soon as you say you're from
2: New Orleans, oh, really? Yeah, I still haven't done my DNA test, but I bet you we're related in some kind of way. <laughs> that's what I was
1: about to say. I'm like, you know, after I did my ancestry, I pretty much know why, because we're all related.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you oh think God. about it, right, it's a tight-knit place, and most of the time, no one leaves. I know after Hurricane Katrina, more people started leaving, but most of the time, you grow, you born there, you live there, you die there, and that is just the uh-huh. way it is, and that's why it's such an ancestral pool. Yeah, and I think
1: part of that is because they have really, really stuck to many traditions. You know, they haven't kind of let the outside world come in and, and take over. They say there's no other city like it,
2: and that yeah. is true. It's the truth. I mean, you even think about Louisiana. We are, you know, when you live there, you always call them ass backwards, but it's not that. It's their unique, right? We have parishes mm-hmm. instead of counties. Yeah. You know, you just have different things. You still speak French in certain areas, right? There's certain ways of doing things. And what about, like, whenever I bring somebody
1: with me, they can't get over the fact that everyone's kind of, like, got this okayness about people being late. Because guess what? If you go over a bridge and it starts opening to let a boat go underneath the bridge, everything stops. There's nothing you can do. And nobody cares. Right. It's not like here in Colorado, everyone would be freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh, i got to get to the next place. And they just have this, like, laid back, like, oh, well, you know. We'll get there when we get there. Kind of, you know, no one's
0: in a hurry. Finally, finally, it's explained to me why my best friend has been late. To I met her.
1: <laughs> in my jeans. There it
0: is.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mandy, it's, is it not true, Christine? I'm always early for things. Prepared. So you've had to learn that. Majority of people aren't. So for example, for weddings, just so you know, like I <laughs> had a friend. Her wedding didn't start till six thirty, but on the invitation she put four thirty because she knew everybody was gonna get there at six. <laughs> and so oh that's it was. I'll and my, my friend Lori and I—we're sticklers. We're on time. This is who we are. And Lori and I get to the thing and we're like, "Where is everybody? Like, what's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, I put it at six because we said just give us oh the right God. time. You know, we're be on
1: time." <laughs> that is the best you know my kids actually have learned to lie to me and tell me that things are 15 minutes you know earlier so that way I am gonna get them get them on time to wherever they need to go but you know I think because of the weather they just kind of have this laid back like anything can happen there and -hmm. it's all good yeah and you know it's funny yeah you know, New Orleans people are special, so. <laughs> special, I, special, special. And, and we're also spiritual.
2: And that has cool.
1: a lot to do with the culture as well.
2: So my parents were non-denominational. That meant, I guess you could kind of say Protestant, but not Protestant. Yeah. Um, which is different, right? Because New Orleans is mm-hmm. usually catholic probably 80 mm-hmm. to 85 percent catholic my parents are really open they're just the loving little bunch and i guess that's where i get it from you know we have friends of all types of religions but in new orleans you'll have like like i said 80 85 percent catholic then you'll mm-hmm. have you know a little part protestant or non-denominational right. and then you have a little part of jewish because i went to a jewish mm-hmm. college i went to tulane and then of course we have
1: not voodoo, but there's voodoo yeah <laughs> I had told you, Christine, that I had Marie Laveau in my ancestral tree as an aunt, and you said that you, ha- you know people who are also related to her. I thought she was the devil when I <laughs> was a little kid. Yeah. She, like we just said about the witches, I mean, all witches back in the 1800s and before were just kind of judged by just being a little different and using practices that they weren't familiar with.
2: Anything that people aren't familiar with, right? They demonize or say that it's wrong. And we have to think about back in that time, religions were like mandated by state, right? Yeah. So you were there, you're Catholic, that's it, right? You're not, you have no choice. The slaves, they kind of mixed their own religion. And so they, yeah. you know, were part Catholic, but part of what made up voodoo people having different viewpoints on things that they aren't familiar with and vilifying them or making them wrong because it's not what they do and what i'm here on the earth to do is really to help people really see know and love and accept themselves and also allow folks to be who they are right accept others because when you're not projecting your own opinions and this and that on everyone else and just allowing people to be who they are That is a lot more freedom for you within. Mm -hmm.
1: And accepting the differences. Yes. And like you said, and Mandy said this just this morning
2: and focusing more on the similarities. Yeah. Enjoying people and allowing them to just be them, you know, and appreciating the different things about people, appreciating, you know, all of the things, because we're not here to be the same. We're here to be unique.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: You don't just preach that. This
0: is something that you truly live and seeing the good in everything. and I love that about your personality. I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. You said that your parents brought you up, instilling in you that if you ask and believe, then you receive. And you talk a lot about manifesting on your Facebook and your social media and your podcast. So I really loved that your parents instilled that in you. And I loved that believe piece, because if you
2: don't believe it, it won't happen. Is that how you see it? Yeah, definitely. You look at the traditional law of attraction, it really is about like ask and then, you know, think and then it comes, right? What I love to look at manifesting is is intentional receiving these things what you desire the desires that are coming up from your soul those things they're already done when you think about the quantum you think about all the possibilities that already exist desires wouldn't come up from you if it wasn't something that you could already receive like you got to receive and so instead of thinking that you're manifesting things and putting things together what if you just realize that it's just intentional receiving that you get to lock in the frequency of whatever you desire and allow yourself to receive it it's not like anything hard there's nothing you have to put together you're not building the man you know for the relationship you're not even in building the house you're just allowing yourself to receive and so that's why i like to shift the manifestation focus to the frequency that you want or you think you're going to have when you get the thing that's what the big thing is. So if you, cause there's no need to believe, like let's say what's something that either of you really would love to manifest in your life.
0: I would love to manifest abundance to be able to support my parents and my children.
2: Okay, so what do you think that's going to make you feel like? Happy and extremely relaxed. Did you see how you had already manifested what you want right now when you were talking about it? Because you said happy and then you (laughs) said relax, like your whole body started to relax. If you just sit your focus on feeling happier now, feeling relaxed now and joyful now, that will allow those byproducts of the money to support your parents and the money to help your children that gets Mm -hmm. to unfold into the life is for you to focus on what you really want which is the happiness the Mm. relief relaxation and that joy and when you do that that's when you get to experience effortless abundance i was really tuning into frequency and i would love effortless abundance because i wanted to be effortless and i would love for it to flow into my life so i was like okay cool and so instead of giving a number took two minutes and I just felt effortless abundance in my life, regardless of the fact that it wasn't effortless abundance in my outer world yet. Fast forward to the end of that month, I ended up tripling my sales and my cash received, actually not sales, cash received. And it wasn't from me launching or doing anything. It actually was coming out of the blue. Clients were like, hey, I owe you two, three months left on my payment plan. Can I just pay it all now? I was like, yeah come on in. You know, so so that kind of stuff would roll in. It was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And what was that? It was effortless abundance. I love it. That's the way it gets to be. So when you're tuning into what you'd like to manifest, which for you was yeah. like, oh, additional finances, you know, money to flow so that I could take care of my parents and I'll tune into the happiness. You tune into how it feels, the relaxation, yeah, it's feeling taken care of now, because that's your manifestation. You are an instant manifestor. Give that to yourself right now.
0: That's awesome because you're right. Um I do think of manifesting almost as like hard and like work because you have to, get into action too. But the way you explained it is just, you know, I, for our listeners, she was almost like using a puppet with her hands while she was saying manifest but you're right. We, in our mind, we make it so much harder and more difficult. So just right. tweaking that perspective in those words, that was really
2: pretty. When you're tuning into what makes me feel more happy in this moment, what makes me feel more joyful in this moment, what would give me more relief or what, how, would I, how could I feel more relaxed, then you're going to start taking actions in alignment with that. You know, so I didn't just say, oh, effortless abundance and close my doors and just say, I don't need to work anymore. No, I did the practical action. I had these containers that were ready to be filled. You know, I still, there was still action and I was doing my part in alignment with what felt like drinking water, right? So your next aligned action gets to feel so natural. Just like when you're thirsty, you just take a drink. You don't have to like really think about it. Usually like I can't on the
1: fly ever answer that question ever. I've been asked that, but it's always something that I feel like I have to consider what I truly want for one. And maybe I overthink it because I'll consider the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Do I really want that? Because I do believe that we can manifest, better, and I do, you know, what do I really want?
2: How do you feel about that? So- I mean, because we could say, oh, I really want this guy, right? Do you really want that guy? Well, the truth is you don't want the guy, you want what he think he's going to give you, or you think what you're going to make feel like loved, adored, appreciated, give yourself the love, adore, appreciated, and you might end up getting the guy, but it's not about the guy. But I want to say most women, and I'm sure guys might have this problem too, but most women, if you ask them what they want, they hesitate because I wrote that book, The Aligned Receiver. They don't wanna look like a gold digger. They don't wanna look like they're too much. They don't wanna take up too much space. They don't wanna be disappointed. If I ask for too much and I don't get it, you know, I'm going to be disappointed. We're conditioned also not to ask because what happens when your parents, as soon as the kids are like, I want this, I want that. You can't get everything you want. You're not expected to get everything you want. And so we're conditioned not to really truly ask for what we want for so many reasons. And so that's why I, one, I call the universe sugar daddy. Sugar daddy wants to give you everything just because he got it. He like, Hey girl, let me give you everything. And so it really is, about you allowing sugar daddy to give you things and receive yeah. right so there's a hint of i'm not worthy who am i to ask for this you know mm-hmm. why would they give that to me when it's just like no sugar daddy just wants to give it to me because he has it yeah it's so true because
0: i totally hesitated because i'm like well it kind of has to do with money but that sounds so ego maybe i should think about something so more soul-filled and i was going back and forth in my head and then i was like oh it's okay to ask for money, but then I have to
2: justify why I want the money. I'm just going, I want money. I have an exercise is called Cinderella Turn Up and <laughs> what you do is you be Cinderella but you don't have just three things that you ask for you ask for all of the things like everything you could ever want in your life just to even get used to and start asking for what you really want right so if you say like G63 plus a you know Tesla and I want a house on the water and I want three houses on, and just write and write and write and like oh if I could have anything in the world write the little things write the big things write the things that you would never even ask for just to get yourself used Used to even looking at what you would want because mm-hmm. you get to have desires that's why you came into this earth and those desires are divine they're coming yeah. from your soul they're coming from source which is a part of you and mm-hmm. you get to receive and it who doesn't deserve more money other than like you who is supporting and creating like these beautiful podcasts, bringing these guests on and helping to expand consciousness. People like you are supposed to have a ton of money so that you can grow and grow and grow and continue to expand consciousness. So where's the resistance coming from with people? Where does, what causes resistance? What should we, we be looking for? So resistance, let's talk about When you were like nervous to, or let's, you know, let's talk about your manifesting money, right? And so when you're tuning in, you have feelings, right? Feelings come through and maybe there's a little bit of a discomfort. That's not the resistance. The discomfort with asking for money wasn't the resistance. You stopping yourself from asking for it, that's the resistance, right? Because you're pushing against. So resistance is kind of like pushing against. Feelings are really just guidance and indication, Feelings are saying, oh, I'm feeling, ah, oh, that's interesting. I'm feeling a little heavy when I comes to me asking for money or asking, saying that I want money. I'm feeling like there's a little something there or I'm wrong. And if you just allow yourself to just feel that and just say, huh, that's interesting and not make it mean anything, then you get to hold space for, well, what, a, what do I truly believe now? Like, I truly believe that I get to ask for whatever I want. I know that money is here to support me. Money is just energy. It's ready to flow into my life. But the resistance comes when you're like, I'm not going to think that. No, I'm not supposed to do that. La, 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 and try to make that feeling wrong. So you're like pushing against it. Like push, 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 push. And so you get to... You can do like the deep shadow work and all of that wonderful stuff so that you can shift, you know, and shift. But lately, especially with the raising and the frequency of the earth, really what you get to do is expand and hold space for both feelings and not make either of them wrong. And then tone, like the quantum is really like, what we do is we're looking out of this, these eyes, right? Our consciousness is focused on this space you can either focus your consciousness on that feeling that felt a little discomfort, right? That didn't feel lighter or whatever, or you can focus it on where you're going. And so it's not about bypassing anything. You get to feel it. You get to tune in. You get to be like, Oh my God, like, Oh, it's okay. It's I'll give you an example. We just had one of my best launches ever. There was a part of me that was resisting feeling a doubt cuz i i it's funny cuz everybody's like this is going to be amazing oh my god you know people were really excited about it there was still a tinge of doubt in me that it wouldn't work and i didn't want to admit that but when i finally was like you know what what if it doesn't that doesn't mean it's not the best launch ever because i get to have ease and flow and so i just allowed myself to feel that doubt feel those you know quote unquote negative feelings allow that to exist And realize that now I can take my eyes from there because I've loved myself. I've said it's fine. I've felt those feelings. And now I could say, well, what would I want? What do I want to focus on for this? And when I did that and gave myself space to feel like, oh, no, if it doesn't work, and realize and tell my brain that it's safe to feel disappointed, that that's not going to kill me, then all of that disappointment was just, it existed. It was just a guidance to say, oh, This is how you would feel if it didn't work and it's safe to feel that. And then I focused on what I wanted and then it turned out to be the best launch ever. So resistance is when you're trying to fight against what is instead of just allowing it to be and then shifting to what you really, truly want to focus on. Mm.
0: So allowing that thought of resistance to be, maybe even saying it out loud and then letting it go.
2: Yeah, saying it out loud and making it not wrong. Just be like, you yeah. know what? Maybe it won't work. Accepting it that that might not work. I that's love a it. Possibility. That's a possibility in there that this launch will flop like flop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once I cried and like, <laughs> it was like, ah, and, and went through to that deep like, ah, oh, it may not work. And then re- show myself that I wasn't going to die if it didn't work. Then I said, okay, all right. What would I rather, what would I love? And it's okay, because I'm holding space for myself to expand and be able to hold space for all of these emotions, because that's what we're, I mean, all of the feelings, because that's what we're here for.
1: Do you believe that your past lives can affect this? Because I'll tell you, I had someone tell me I I had a vow of poverty. Now that she told me that, do I think I have a vow of poverty? And, you know, now am I manifesting that? But what do you think about those vows of poverty or, you know, our past lives? And what can we do? So this is how I see lives.
2: Now that we're familiar with the quantum, which means all possibilities exist and everything's happening at the same time. There's no such thing as past, present, and future lives. Everything's happening right now. And so that means, you know, there is a part of your consciousness that's streaming through maybe someone that took a vow. Of poverty but that doesn't have to affect the consciousness that you choose to see through right now you get to choose how you want your life to be and you get to also choose what version of the quantum you'd like to unfold into your life and so Yes, there are lifetimes that maybe you, you know, which are all happening right now, that you may chose to have a vow of poverty or that you may have chosen to no longer have children or you may have chosen like some other things. That's fine. But what I like to say is that if there's a desire in your soul to be more abundant, then that desire is coming from within. And you get to choose to say, I'm going to allow myself to receive that which is available to me. And if this desire is feeling deep, it's feeling like it's a soul desire, then you get to do that. Most of the people you'll think about, some of the people that may have taken like a vow of poverty or something like that. Let's say that they their soul came here to... Um, which I also feel like we've shifted. And with the raising of the vibration of the earth, we don't have to experience contrast in the way that we were before um, because of the vibration of the earth and how it's shifting and how we're looking at things a little bit different. We're more a heart-centric place, whereas there probably were some lessons and things that we needed to learn or needed to go through in order to get to this space and on the earth. And so are there some people that are still in a stage where they may say, I, I'm choosing, you know, they're choosing poverty. Most likely they're probably actually living in poverty. And that's something that they're choosing to experience and maybe their soul and that's what the way, the life that they're experiencing. If you think about like certain countries, right? So we look at things, we watch TV and we see the starving children and we're like, oh my God, that's so awful. And then when you go and you talk to those children, they haven't experienced anything other than that. So their vibration isn't plummeting down as far as ours, because we are in a vibration where that is just, we don't understand it, but that's all that they've lived. So they, it's not saying that, oh, I just want to not be eating and all of that stuff. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that it's a little bit of a different feeling and reaction for them than it is for us when we're looking at some of that stuff do you have a evolved poverty do you want to have one because you can no. <laughs> no and so no, no thank if you that's coming from your soul then no you right. don't like you choose. Yeah, and I
1: just, when you were talking, a lot of things were making sense as well. You may come into this life with, say, you decided to do a B or C, but it's still up to you as is what you're going to do. And so, you know, just in your right, it's right now, it's present, you know, what you decided before or what you did in the past or what you might do in the next life just doesn't even exist at this moment. What is aligned with you even when you come into a life safe, you know, and um, you've been abused, now what will you do with it? You know, so if Mm -hmm. if you do find yourself in poverty, now what will you do with it? You still have to make a choice of how you're going to better and learn in this life. In this world, currency, you have to have it. And so asking for that is not a bad thing.
2: It's, Mm -hmm. you know, a way of life it's just energy it's really just asking for more energy right. to support whatever you're bringing into this world and so having you know all those beliefs that it's evil or having too much is bad or that you're greedy we should destroy that and let that go because we get to realize and acknowledge that the more money you have the more impact you get to make everything in your life is a manifestation That's what we need to remember. Everything in your life is what you've been aligned with or are aligned with right now, right? Everything. And so everything in your life is just what you've been aligned with. Yes, you can manifest things that don't feel great or, you know, maybe not what you would love. But okay, say, interesting, that's what came up. Okay, what would I rather? (laughs) And just keep it moving, Mm -hmm. you know? There's so, I mean, is my whole life like rainbows and butterflies? No, my parents, you know, lost almost everything in Hurricane Katrina. That wasn't rainbows and butterflies, you know, like, you know, I've had relationships that haven't worked. That hasn't been rainbows and butterflies, but each thing I've learned from, and I've said, oh, okay, what, what was I in alignment with? What was I, you know, choosing what energy and frequency was I in when I received that or experienced that? And what mm-hmm. would I like to? forward. Well, okay. So let's use
0: you as an example. I'm going to turn it around on you. Um, So you work with angels now in a completely different light than you used to. So tell our listeners what you used to do and what kind of angels we're talking about back then.
2: (laughs) I was like angels. Oh, Victoria's Secret angels. Okay. I get it. Um, Yeah. I came from the corporate world. So I had 20 plus years. I worked for the Coca-Cola company in Atlanta I also worked for um, Victoria's Secret in New York. And so I've been in the corporate world. And like I was saying before, like, I always brought this spiritual aspect into my life, right? So when I dealt with you know, people that worked for me or worked under me, I was always talking about either manifesting or how they could do things. And I was always concerned with their inner world and their outer world. That's just who I was right? And so yes, I've enjoyed my life. I went to fashion shows, did all the fun things working with Victoria's Secret, which was, it was a joy. I actually loved living in New York City. I could see myself owning a place and just, you know, visiting. So it's
0: interesting that that was your answer. Because I'll be honest, I assumed that you were going to go back and say like a lot of our guests that oh, I was just nine to five. It was horrible. It wasn't where I was aligned. Um, I I didn't like it. My health was going down the tubes. So your answer is beautiful because what you're saying is you were still able to stay true to who you are work in that kind of atmosphere and bring your light into that space. 100%
2: after Victoria's Secret, I retired and I came to Florida. And then I thought I was going to start a business and do all these things, but it never worked out. So then I had to go to corporate again. And so I was in corporate, but with the intention that I was going to leave after a year ended up being there four or five, I forget, four-ish, but always had the intention that I was going to have this business and build, build it and, you know, do all the things. Yes, I, I actually loved Victoria's Secret because I got to bring my, like my soul's purpose is to what, help, lead, guide, do those things, right? That's what I'm doing now. When I was doing that with the other company that I was with in Tampa, it was great because I saw an end and I still had teams and all of that. What spurred me to really go on my own was because I'm a balance, I'm creative, but I'm also strategic. And so my boss came to me, Jason and he was like, We are going to take you, take your people away, which was my joy. I had a big team. I loved everybody. They were going to take my people away and then they were going to have me working on these strategic and creative projects, which for anyone else probably would have been joy. But for me, I went home and I cried. Why? Because I was no longer going to be doing my soul's purpose, my soul purpose. And what I was here to do on this earth was to impact people and help them live a better life. And so that showed me that one, I wanted to be, have my own company where no one can take away like what I'm doing. But then I also knew that my purpose was a lot bigger than what I was allowing myself to live. And at that same time, I was starting this business and, you know, building it or whatever, but never taking the step to get out of it. Um, but that spurred me to get serious about it. Awesome. Um, do you piss
0: glitter? (laughs) no <laughs> i feel like your piss would be super sparkly and like <sharp inhale> like do you fart rainbows no <laughs> no
1: if i know this girl she's from louisiana we don't do stuff like that we don't do that
2: no we do that. oh my god No, yeah. but i feel like you know what what really changed my life was Cat- hurricane katrina When I saw my dad and mom nearly lose almost everything, it made me one. That's when I decided I was going to New York because I've always wanted to live in New York. When I was six years old, I said I was going to live in New York and I didn't do it. You know, I did what everyone thought I should do and, you know, worked in, I was in Atlanta and I, you know, just did the things that everybody else says you should do. Right. But when I saw that, I was just like, wow, just seeing my dad and my mom lose all of those things that they worked at 30 and 40 years for i was like what am i doing right i got in such a stage of deep depression just watching the city because there was a loss in the city loss of friends loss of like um my school was um i was the first black valedictorian in my school and you drive by there were still cars parked there so you know it was a one-story building and the area flooded So it's just like, who died in that building? Like, so I had those type of thoughts. And so, I mean, I had this deep depression. And after I got out of that, I was just like, there are worse things in this world, you know? So I'm not going to get upset about being in a corporate world, right? I'm not going to be upset about having to work a nine to five. I'm like, there's so many worse things like I just experienced You know, so that's why I I look at things very, very differently, because life could be so much worse than we are experiencing right now. And we get to choose the lens that we look through, not saying it's rainbows and butterflies and everything's perfect, because it's not. But if we can look at it from a space of love and from our deep, like our heart, then that's going to totally change your view on how you see things.
1: That's beautiful. And that's what we really need to be doing right now because yeah. we get to choose how we respond to what's coming at us. How much we absorb, you know, yes. how much we're
0: involved,
1: you know, all those are our choices.
0: It's so interesting that as humans, we always tend to forget that literally everything is a choice that we can make no matter what's thrown at you. Like, we can't say that the coronavirus was a choice I made or that you made or, you know, that Shanna made. But the choice is, are we gonna let it control us or are we gonna control our emotions around it? So it's funny, we always forget that everything's a choice. And I wonder if that's out of fear because if that choice isn't the right choice, then you're accountable for that choice. You know, Why why are humans so afraid to take control and realize if you're not happy that's your choice you know you can get so lost in all the
1: conditions and you know what everyone's telling you to be and do and you're brainwashed by so many things that you're watching and looking at and you just you have lost control you've you know you've become like a puppet to the world that social dilemma netflix documentary blew me away I mean, they're predicting what we're going to do. They know what we're going to do. It's insane. So that's very sad when you're that predictable. We're that
2: predictable. It's all about either a response or a reaction. Yeah. So are you responding to the situation consciously and aware? Or are you just living the same day over and over and over again, making the same choices over and over again? That's why you're manifesting the same thing over and over again or not.
0: You know, I don't like that word control and that's probably just me because I was actually taught to let go of the control in AA and I, I know we're all talking about the same thing, but I would love to give that a different word.
2: Right. Maybe it's not control too. It really is surrender, right? Mm -hmm. Surrender and allowing, allowing yourself to choose versus control. Because when you control, it has to look a certain way, be a certain way. It's kind of resistant, right? Yeah. When you surrender and just allow and just accept what's coming and then you get to choose how to respond to that stuff, you have a lot more freedom.
1: Yeah. Because we think we know better, you know, our minds, our ego, we think we know better. So when you surrender and you allow that space to be able to have come in what is already, right? Sometimes you have to go back and do a lot of work. You know, you have to go back and and you have to address some of like those limiting beliefs. Sometimes you have to go back into even early childhood to kind of say, what is holding me back from believing that I'm worth that or that I deserve these things that are already existing, but I'm resisting and not accepting.
2: Exactly, exactly. Did I say that right? You, you did it perfectly. It's, <laughs> I mean, because there's so many ways, right? There's so many ways that you can shift those beliefs. And it takes sometimes some deep, dark, dirty, like hard work, right? Because sometimes we don't even want to look at it or even acknowledge it. But sometimes all it takes is an acknowledgement too, to be like, wow, that's what I believe. And I mean, a belief is true. Every belief is true, (laughs) right? If you believe it, it's true for you because it's all about what you believe. And so it's like, do I want to continue to believe this? Because you could always find another person who's living something totally opposite, who's almost just like you, which will dispel that belief. And so which one are you gonna choose to believe is true. The one you're living, if you're good with that, fine. Or you're going to believe that other, like, wow, that is what's possible and open your mind to what's possible.
1: Okay. So you can't like go bury like any sort of saint statue or anything just to manifest something you want. Those-
2: like, you know what I'm saying? You did, but really it's going to be, if you, whatever ritual you want, right? We do all kinds that- of rituals whatever ritual you want that's gonna get you to the frequency that matches what you want then cool because it's gonna work because you believe it and you you're in that frequency and you're like it's done it's done good yes, guess boy. what the saint that you worked and i'm gonna celebrate with you because you oh. believed it and got to the belief mm-hmm. that it's done and you started acting like it was already done and you were <laughs> holding the frequency of it already being done well I'm get it. there. Yeah.
0: I love that because um so for some reason humans need something tangible. Mm-hmm. So if that saint's statue is tangible to your eyes and you can feel it and see it, you know, or like this beautiful crystal which of course has amazing energy, but whatever it is, if it's tangible to you cuz we need mm-hmm. that and you can feel it and manifest it, then why the heck not go go bury that I saint in your front yard?
2: Exactly. And what about if we can elevate to the place where your feelings are also tangible and that you value them as much as you would 3D stuff? Because if you do and you realize that, wow, I'm an instant manifester and I get to choose how I feel, I get to choose to focus on this, I get to choose to focus on this frequency, then you can skip all of those byproducts and receive all the things you really want.
1: And I think it's important um, and we, you, you might've said it, but I think we should clarify that really your vibration is going to be matched by the universe. And so you really, really have to, you know, have awareness of where you're at. Um, yeah. If you have a low vibration, that's what you're going
2: to get. Yes, exactly. And that's, so whatever is manifesting in your life, if you want to say, Oh, what's going on, just even get clear and conscious of what, you're really experiencing right now because sometimes we're not even conscious of what you're really experiencing right now and you can just write it all down and say wow that's what i'm aligned with now now Mm -hmm. what do you want get clear on that and get clear on what frequency that is feeling vibration frequency whatever frequency that is that's what you get to focus on Mm -hmm. so what are things to raise your vibration of course, grounding, right? So getting grounded and really tuning in. But the easiest thing is, is I have um, this, this uh, set of 90 audios and it's 30 frequencies, like like effortless abundance, um, overflow, um, super flow, um, happiness, of course, joy, appreciation, right? And all it takes is two minutes a day for you to press play and allow yourself to be in that frequency and tune into that frequency. And by you in- intentionally, just like I did with the overflow, tuning into that frequency, you get to continually allow yourself to collapse time and manifest that frequency and things that man like align with that in your life. I'll give you a strong example. I was working in corporate and I was like so overworked because I'm creating this business and I'm working in corporate and I was working like 90 something hours a week, maybe even a 100 if you totaled everything together. And I was just like, I wanna feel more ease. And I also wanna feel that I have an abundance of time that I had so much free time. And so I decided that this is what I was gonna do. I was on a, like a Sunday, I was like, I'm gonna put an alarm on my phone and every hour on the hour I'm going into the bathroom and I'm gonna tune into ease for two minutes and time abundance and having so much free time. No, despite my reality telling me something really different. So I did it. I focused on it every hour on the hour at the office. Even if I was like in the middle of the meeting, I'd be like, one second. And I would go and I would sit on the toilet and I was like, ease. Sit on the toilet. Ease. And I just felt ease and I would just (sighs) feel it. And I would just say, I have so much free time. Oh, I love my life. Right. So I did that for several days in a row. And then Friday comes and Jason comes to my desk and he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, Can you come in my office? And I was like, Oh my God, I'm about to get fired. And I was like, Universe, <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I didn't want time abundance because I got fired. Like, I just wanted to wait. I get into his office and Jason's like, I don't know how we did this, but all of the managers and people that were reporting into me, he's like, They got three weeks of vacation and you only have two. And he's like, So here's another week of vacation. And I was oh, like, wow, I'm abundance. Yes, five days. <laughs> so I started saying, thank you, universe. This is working. I'm still stressed. I still had thousands of emails, it felt like, that weren't filed away. I was still in a place like, mm. uh-huh. so then the next Monday, I'm still every hour on the hour, ease, <gasps> ease, right? So I keep doing this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday comes, and I'm like, and I'm packing up, and it's five o'clock, and I'm like, what and so i said and i haven't had any calls there's no fire drills what's going on <laughs> my my email my inbox is all filed away and i used to use the inbox was kind of like our project management system so we move stuff and so i called my team and the first one i call is like tony and i'm like tony what's going on with that problem that you had called me with the other day he's like oh boss it's handled he always just called boss i'm good what's happening and he was like it's handled and i was like how he's like it just handled itself i don't know how I was like, really? So then I called my Canadian team. I called some people and they're like, everything's great, boss. And I was like, what? I call my sister. Nobody needs me. And and I was like, Kim, did you notice that I've been coming home at five o'clock on Friday, you know, Monday and Tuesday, and I'm about to leave now. And she's like, yeah, I thought everything was like easy at work now. And I was like, it is like, I was living ease for three days and hadn't realized it (laughs) because I was like the fire drills and the calls and all this stuff I actually collapsed time and manifested myself in an eased environment wow I wasn't getting fire drill calls everybody was like we're good everything got handled even things that needed to my hands to handle it all of a sudden they'd be like oh we figured it out oh it's okay and I was like it took me to really just decide that I was going to feel ease regardless of the outside circumstances and wow. I just did that. And well, time abundance, well, so I got five days of vacation.
1: Brad. <laughs> oh shit. So if our listeners are like, I want that,
2: where can they get more of you? They can come to my Facebook group. You can go to the aligned soul And that'll take you to the Facebook group, which is aligned soul collective. Um, and I'm there. I do. Um, live streams. I also teach and write some content, which you guys have read. And and I just share from my heart and you can get a lot from the sharing and and emails and, and things that I send.
0: Tell them about your, the name of your podcast.
2: Yes. So yes, I have a podcast. It's called The Aligned Soul by Christine Michelle. We talk about human design. We talk about manifesting we talk about all the things, right? Time, there's one that one of my favorites was like time um, and how it's irrelevant. And then I also have an effortless abundance workshop. It's an effortless abundance activation. And so similar to how I aligned with effortless abundance, I'm creating a 90 minute workshop where you get to tune into and lock into the effortless abundance activated and that means like your frequency is upgraded the dna is upgraded and you start to embody effortless abundance and it's going to go for your soul your body and then your mind and so how do we lock the body in i created this thing from nlp they usually use like hands or whatever and it's called an anchor Because I worked in fragrance, I do scent anchors, which means that you get to like lock in using a scent, a certain feeling and frequency. And so effortless abundance gets to be the frequency that you lock in by this, your favorite scent or whatever, so that when you smell this scent, it will bring you back to the feeling of feeling effortless abundance in your body.
0: Amazing. I love the scent thing because I I read that, but I
2: wasn't quite sure what is... Can you explain what EFT is really fast? EFT is the emotional freedom technique. So that's tapping. In a lot of my programs, we do tapping where you can tap away emotions and things like that, especially if you're feeling in a certain way, negative emotions and all that you can do tapping. I also tap in and tap in and integrate like positive beliefs. So that's why I do energy tapping. I call it energy EFT because we tap on the third eye. We tap on some different places that traditional tapping does. What we're doing in the workshop is NLP, which is the neuro linguistic programming, but we're doing it in my way, which is, of course, because that's the way my human design is I like to up level shit. And so <laughs> What we do is we're doing a scent anchor and because if you think about things sent Scent brings you right back to memory and it brings you back to things in your body. Sometimes you can feel things in your body when you lock it with certain scents. And so if you think about how it's, you know, you smell your grandmother's apple pie and how it makes you feel warm and makes you feel safe, right? Or if you smell um, a certain flower, it make you maybe think about a funeral or a wedding, right? And it's because your scent is really attached to memory. So I have to ask what kind of perfume do you wear? Oh my God, I wear so many, um, but I, I love Versailles. Um, It is a niche brand out of Argentina and it's actually run by one of my best friends now. Um, we met in New York and then she moved to Argentina. Um, it's a beautiful brand. It's called F-R-A-S-S-A-I, I believe, Versailles. Most of my scent activations, if you smell them, I also did a scent activation for, it was a virtual retreat and we used the mask That we wear, right? And so we sprayed the scent there so that every time you put your mask on, it's taking you back to feeling joy and appreciation because that's what we were locking in. Because it it was in June and it really was like, Allowing people yeah. to start to feel some relief and feel mm-hmm. joy and feel appreciation again. So anyway, so we use the mask, but every one of the scents that I've ever um, used for my uh, activations, they're all for size scents. And so oh, I use fine. Verano Porteño. I've used Tissendu. Um, I've used Blondine. There's so, such beautiful, complex, amazing fragrances. And from being in the fragrance industry, um, I'm kind of picky about my fragrances. Yeah,
0: so. I'm gonna ask God, uh, my sugar daddy. Here's some abundance so I can buy a whole bunch of that. <laughs> receive, oh, girl, yeah. receive! If you need a positive, wise human in mm-hmm. your life right now, she is the one. Catch her on her Facebook Lives, she's amazing. Can you do us a favor, break that shit down? And now it's time for
2: break that shit down. i like to break that shit down from my soul, from the channeling, that anything is possible for you. And so despite if someone said that you took a vow of poverty, um, oh, you promised not to have kids in this life, um, all of that stuff. You don't have to accept what someone else has told you, especially if you're feeling in your soul that "Hmm, that doesn't smell right. That doesn't feel right. You came here to create your reality and you are source. So anything, any desire is from the divine that comes from within you. That is a possibility for you that you get to receive and get to accept. So do not limit yourself from what someone else said or some old guru told you it had to be this way. What do you feel inside and start trusting yourself? Awesome.
0: You're the best. You're just a joy. Oh, thank, thank you. you I really me.
2: appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Like I appreciate Aww. you. I love you guys' energy. Um, thank I'm you. so proud to be here. So thank you mm-hmm. so much.